I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most biased podcast network. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, how good's footy? Well, Sean, I have a sentence to finish, uh, because last episode I started a sentence and was cut off. Uh, I said, if you're a fan of Collingwood, the Collingwood's women's team is looking really... And I promised to finish it when Eddie Maguire was fired. All that girl will stood down to what the fuck he wants to call it. Now, in between us recording that episode and me releasing the episode, something magic happened. <laughs> a big cunt stepped down. And I'll get into the details of it, but most importantly, I just want to finish that sentence, because I'm a man of my word. Kind of looking pretty good at the moment. Really good at the moment in the women's team. Um, so yeah, huge payoff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Is that the sentence? Yeah, yeah that's it. That's all that's it needed, it. That's all it yeah, needed yeah. to be. Uh, another thing that's happened uh, before we get into that is uh, after the power of recording in the same room last week... Uh, Victoria went into another snap <sighs> lockdown. So uh, this is recorded over Zoom. All of our internets are absolutely shitting their pants at the moment. This episode is already <laughs> chaotic. Big pauses. Big, your yep, internet connection it's... is unstable. Messages plastered across our screens. <laughs> uh, I don't miss this shit, I'll tell you what. I did like feeding off... I like being able to hold your hands if I wanted to, boys, and I can't do that now. Mm. It's bullshit. I think that episode was too powerful for the virus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, or Dan Andrews, Dan, Dan uh, Andrews. <laughs> our premier of Victoria. Yeah. Uh, Those big ears that, were uh, twitching. Tom was threatening to give us all. He was hearing that Tom was threatening to give everyone a big kiss, and he was like, <laughs> "Those are some dangerous <laughs> lips. Shut it down." <laughs> he he knew. He's he's just jealous. He's just jealous because he knows that if we're in a kissing contest, I'd win. Yeah, that's that's good to hear, Tom. <laughs> I'd, out, um, I'd out kiss the shit out of the Premier. Look, it is, we got to get through this as quick as, as quick as possible. It's like a thirty degree night. I'm upstairs, absolutely fucking melting. Fans on low. I haven't bothered turning it off because it's too fucked. And 
Look, just to get it out of the way, because everyone wants to hear us talk about this, but I don't want to waste too much time on it, because fuck him, and fuck his cunt club, but Eddie Maguire stepped down- That show's down. called How Good's Footy, not, not how much of a cunt is Eddie. Yeah, Eddie Maguire stepped down, had a big fucking sook, had a cry, because people had been mean to him for 48 hours because he's a prick. Cunt, you're not going to get any sympathy from me because for the last 30 years you've been a racist fuckhead. And anytime your club has been involved in any cunt activities, you're at the fucking centre of it. Cunt. I hate you, and I'm glad you cried and looked like a big fucking cunt. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I'm glad Eddie's gone. Um... <laughs> Nathan Buckley next, please. Well, Nathan yeah, that's Buckley what I don't get. Like, and Buckley also- and like the whole thing is is is... They're all connected. They're all connected. Like, Buckley was involved when Malthouse was there and the first issues were there. Buckley was an assistant. He was a player. Like, he's in it up to his eyeballs. He's a terrible coach. I reckon what they're waiting is they're waiting for the men's team to implode this year, which they will, and then they can not renew his contract at the end of the 12 months and they don't have to pay him any money. But how can they – how can Buckley not – how can – like, he's he's been there for 20 years, basically. He had two years off when he retired from playing. But for the most part, he was the yep. captain of the club. He was the assistant coach of the club, and now he's the senior coach. It's like, how can yep. you not come out and publicly comment on this? Except for the last time that he did, however long ago, when he just oh. sort of discredited Lamumba. You know what I mean? Like, highly, there needs highly, to be highly, some- highly, yeah. highly inappropriately implied that Lamumba was crazy. Like, yes, it was the reason these issues were coming back up is because of um, Lamumba's own mental health issues, and it's like. You're a grub, Buckley. The whole club's a grub. Boys, I just want to say something. Uh, what? I don't know if you've noticed, but I, I think a couple of years ago uh, on this podcast, we declared war on a certain football club. And uh, since that time, the dominoes just keep falling. The black and white dominoes, they just keep coming down. We're taking them down, boys. Yeah. It's worth noting, though, that like since Eddie has been fired or stepped down, whatever... Look, he stepped down, but it was a situation where he legitimately had to. Otherwise, his entire club would have paid a huge consequence. And clever to step down during the women's season because then Buckley wouldn't be immediately asked about it. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, yep. worth noting that Joffa, the fucking head of their cheer squad, immediately went and made like racist posts on his Instagram, really cementing that How everything can- the report said is one hundred percent true. <laughs> Right? How, how do they not? How do they not pull his membership? Like he's since deleted the posts, but like he edited football it club, first. You've had this report. Well, yeah, he edited it first and then he deleted it. And then, but like, it's 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 baffling. Like, if a supporter does a dumb thing, you pull their membership. He is not just a supporter, but he's like a football personality. People know mm-hmm. him. People know the gold coat. I just think if you're going to be like, we're making real change. Well, you're not. You've done nothing. You've, you didn't do anything. Maguire had to resign. You're not forcing anyone else out. And your cheer squad's still doing that. Like, he since deleted the post. Pull his membership. Don't make him like the face of your football membership base. Like, yeah. Come and, on. and also, don't make the mistake of thinking that he's the only one with that opinion. Like, it's, yeah, exactly. Oh, yes. Systemic racism within the club. And like, it's not just Collingwood. But the spotlight is on them at the moment, and they've handled it so poorly. Like, Eddie Maguire did two of the worst press conferences in the history of press conferences within (laughs) the space of one week. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. It's so good. It's going to be good not having to see him talk about Collingwood. He's still going to be on Fox footy, though, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, he's he's taking a break, but they'll fucking welcome him back. You should have seen everyone. I can't remember which journalist wrote a thing on it, but they were frothing already because it's like, 
Eddie's unshackled now. He can say whatever he wants. Kane Corns, Sean. Kane Corns. Uh, see, shut up, Kane. What a fuckhead. Get this cunt out of the game. Mm. Um, I'll take him out. I'm, I'm happy to do that. Uh, anyway. We have the power. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, you've seen the power of the show and what it's done so far. <laughs> and anyone who feels sorry for him is a fucking idiot because to feel sorry for him and then not connect the dots to why what he did was so fucked is outstandingly stupid. Yeah. I mean, like, the, the thing that, that I love is that people are like, oh, you know, he just made one mistake. No, no, this isn't about the one incident of the bad press conference last week. This is 23 years. And look, sure, he might have done some great things and turned that club around in the first few years, and he did a great job. Okay, wonderful. But the point of the matter is, Wayne Carey is an excellent footballer, but a massive piece of shit as a man. Mm-hmm. So you can separate the two. You can be like... Yeah, he did some good things early on in his career. Late in his career, Eddie Maguire was a, a massive symptom of the causes of the problems pervading the AFL at large. Like, boys, where's Gil? What's uh, has Gil come out? Oh, no, no. Gil's a pathetic, weak man as well. Like, I don't understand yeah. how this club can have Indigenous round and celebrate diverse players from not not just Indigenous backgrounds, but also from, from multicultural backgrounds. I don't know how the club can support that and have those initiatives when one of its biggest names does this and Gil doesn't blink. He's, he's yeah. weak as piss. Yeah. The AFL is. Yeah. Boys, we've said it before. We hate the AFL, but we love the game. <laughs> we love footy. And <laughs> speaking of footy, big yes. round of AFLW. Round three huh. was fucking going off. Um, we really had... didn't happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it was really touch and go there for a while. Uh, no crowds again in certain games. Depressing. But mm-hmm. big results. Um, the round started kind of shaky. Uh, we had Western Bulldogs defeat Geelong. Tom, you still yep. haven't managed more um, than one goal a game yet, have you? We haven't managed oh, no, 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 more no, no, than no, one sorry. goal a quarter. Yeah, yeah. So um, we've kicked, we've kicked, we've kicked more than one goal, but all of our goals come in one quarter. So yeah. in the Kangaroos game, it was the last quarter. In the Collingwood game, it was the first quarter, and then uh, this week they came in the third quarter where we. Mm-hmm. And again, each week we play a bit better. <laughs> um, you know, we got annihilated against North. We played two probably good quarters against Collingwood and were lucky they missed so many shots. We probably played three and a bit quarters against the Dogs really well. Mm-hmm. We just couldn't convert. And I think the, the, look, I think the main issue is there was two passages of play um, on that Friday night where yeah. McWilliams marked on the half-back line kicked mm-hmm. it to Boyd on the wing, who kicked it to Barber at the half-forward line. And that's the problem, is all three of those players were involved in a passage of play to get the ball forward, and all three of those players are our key marking targets up forward. Yeah. Uh, so what happened? It's, it's, what was the yeah. next move? Correct. Uh, <laughs> they kind of just bomb it in and hope that someone's there. Occasionally we'd get it forward and like have a couple of stoppages, but... The ball then came back out again. Meanwhile, the Bulldogs were able to get it in and they had Izzy Huntington, who I think took 12 marks, nine contested or some absurd stat like that in the yeah. game. Whereas we don't have that luxury with, you know, missing Derby and just don't have that luxury yet. And I think, uh, look, we're getting better. There's promising signs. Amy McDonald continues to be an absolute fucking jet. I really liked Barbara again this week. She gets around the ground. She's going to be a very good player. Um, but yeah, just... Just look, a win would be great. You know, it would be even better. Multiple goals in multiple quarters. Well, I think a win would be better, but it would be a good start to kick multiple goals in multiple quarters. 
Like if if we if we lost, but we kicked a goal in each quarter and were in it, it's not as disappointing as being in it. But only like we again for a half, we didn't kick a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we were well. I think we were zero zero in the first quarter and zero one in the second quarter. Is that right? Dushan? Correct. I feel like you've got the score in front of you. I, I do. don't know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely bang on. Right, I do. I always do, Tom. Um, yeah, Geelong. Good. Geelong didn't kick a goal until the third quarter, and that was their only goal of the game. But, Tom, this weekend, there was a lot of, like, you weren't the only team that only kicked one goal. In fact, some teams kicked two goals and one. Because in the next game, and look, I know that you want to talk about Geelong a little bit more, but I don't know what else there is to say. Uh, He's done. No, I've I've, I've said what I had to say. It was was positive but sad, but positive, and I'm I'm ready for next week. He's had his fill. Yeah. Next week's looking up, though. It's trending upwards, though, Tom, really. It is. Each week is uh, an improvement. I mean, he kicked two goals last week and only one goal this week, so I don't know if that's... An yeah, but we were in the game longer this week. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. Defensive efforts were better this week, I guess. Look, um, Nathan Burke said in his press conference after the game that the Bulldogs felt like they were kicking against a brick wall, which made me feel good. Oh, it was Brisbane's backline playing. <laughs> no, that's good. No, we're, we're, defense we're, defense we're, wins we're uh, premierships. That's how you build it. Mm. Um, Absolutely. And next game, and this is an interesting one. Uh, GWS beat the Suns, but GWS didn't kick a goal after the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> the weather was shit house. Yeah, it was. The weather was shit house. Dog shit. But yeah, uh, this is a score that was like reflective of more like the first season of AFLW because it was 18 plays eight. Um, but yeah. Can I say that the, the Giants seem to cop dog shit weather a lot? Like yes. I've seen them play in torrential, torrential conditions a lot. I just want yeah. to see the speed. Like a- I want to unleash the speed and we can't because they're yeah. just playing in fucking terrible weather. It's fucking a mud pit every Buy week. Buy a big them. umbrella. Put it over the stadium. Yeah. Well, this <laughs> genius. All I have now is the idea that that they can't unleash the speed is because there's so many mud pits, and I just see like you know Cora Stilton running towards a ball, and she hits the mud. And you in Mario Kart, where you drive through mud and the car yep. slows down. That's just happening all over the ground. <laughs> just um, disappears, falls in. <laughs> so, next game. Um, well, actually, just quickly on bad weather, it's interesting because um, because of what's happening with the fixture and like certain teams playing more home games this year, just because of different states having different amount of like COVID cases and like different securities, means that like GWS have been playing mostly in mud pits <laughs> where the Brisbane players are going to have the best tan of their lives. Always, always big tan up there. Always, yeah. Sean on the uh, well, I, mean, I saw a first hand with Chris Scott last year. He looked beautiful. Um, yeah, but never, never looked do you better. think that Brisbane mm. <laughs> Brisbane are going to cop some gnarly away games in the back half of the fixture? Is that how it, it's going to work, or who knows? Uh, I don't really know. It just depends what happens with the whole virus situation. Properly, um, Kate McCarthy was doing special comments on the Brisbane game, and she was like, "In all fairness, this just evens it up for." her first couple of years playing for Brisbane where they travelled to Melbourne like five times a season and that sort of thing. So she's like, yeah, whatever, swings and roundabouts. <laughs> yeah. I kind of agree with that. I know in the context of one season, it probably looks bad that Brisbane have played. I mean, we've only had three games. We've played a Hickey Park twice out of and three right. and we're playing there again next week. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm um, just worried about what happens when Brisbane finally cops some rain. 
<laughs> well, uh, well, just going back to Kate McCarthy doing special comments for the Brisbane game. After she made that mm. comment, the other commentators were like, "Whoa, a bit of Brisbane in you still!" And she pretty much said, <laughs> "Fuck up, cunts." Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I like. I did a fist pump. I was watching the game yeah. on the bike, and when they said "still a bit of Brisbane in her," I was like, "Yes, forever." She's the best. <laughs> she was fucking getting around the Brisbane team hard. Very biased commentating, but oh, I loved loves it. it. Loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, it was going to be Mitch Robinson. <laughs> and then they ch- had to change the um, the time of the game. So there was like a scheduling conflict and he couldn't do it. So they got Kate in. But um, oh, I yeah. mean, I- either way, it would have been heavy Brisbane bias. Love it. Yeah. He was probably couldn't uh, couldn't make the new time slot. Had already dedicated uh, that time slot to Twitch streaming, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, Have you guys just- seen him do his reactions to stuff in the AFLW? If he was doing the special comments, they'd have to shut his microphone off because it would just be like someone lays a huge tackle and Robbo just goes, Wah! just be that the whole game. <laughs> I mean, they don't they don't have to turn his microphone off. That's basically commentary with Brian Taylor every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, Saturday, Carlton got their first win of the season. Uh, just put put St Kilda to bed. Gave them a little kiss. Said good night. Uh, see you next year because you will not be making finals. Ooh. you must be relieved, Joel. Yeah, it was it was a big relief. Yeah, especially yeah. considering they were zero zero at quarter time. Yeah, but then they turned it on. Don't worry about it. You don't need to play four quarters if you play one huge quarter. <laughs> That's true. There's been a fair bit of that. Yeah, there's been there's been a lot of that. Uh, Sean, you also saw that firsthand uh, later in the week, I think. Yep, and uh, Melbourne had a bit of that about it as well against North Melbourne. So Carlton, after uh, kicking zero goals, zero at quarter time, just like turned it on, kicked three goals, one in the th- second quarter, kicked another two in the third quarter, then decided to kick uh, one goal, three in the third, just to uh, really ice the cake. Um, yeah, St. Kilda, after the first quarter, kicked one goal. So, Carlton just really got it done. Um, I think the other thing to talk about is Maddie Prasparkas. She's not fucking done yet, so what she have? 20-something, I think 24 and a goal, which follows up a couple of weeks ago where she did similar numbers. So, yeah. uh, you know, she's um, she's still very good. Yes. Joel. She hasn't become not good. <laughs> No. In the off-season. No, correct. She continues to be good. Uh, and and obviously, uh, just checking in with the Hosking, as is a weekly tradition of the Hosking check. Uh, Jess, 19 touches. 19 touches and 15 of them were handballs. Getting <laughs> under, mate. Getting it done. In the cold face. <laughs> that's some Tommy Mitchell numbers. <laughs> that's fucked. She's just preparing for battle this week. Yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. Hmm. Um. But yeah, it was good. Uh, next game. And this was fucking enormous. This game was fucked. And that was Melbourne took on fucking head. North Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne won by um, nine points in the end. But Jesus Christ. At one point, it looked like Melbourne were going to win by ten goals. Then at another point, it looked like North Melbourne were just going to run away with it. Huge scores. Mm. I thought um, we were going to get a shootout. 100-point win. I was so keen oh, for the 100-pointer. It, it felt like it was on. It felt like it was... If if Melbourne were able to do that for three quarters, it was going to happen. But unfortunately, because they're Melbourne, mm. they can't. So. Uh, I said I would to, have laughed so they- hard if they lost this game. <laughs> oh. I have to say, credit where it's due to Melbourne, though. This is a very Melbourne-like performance. However, they just 
just held on at the end to kind of boost themselves over the line. Yeah. And maybe proved that they're not the Melbourne of old. This is the new Melbourne. Yeah, well, um, I said just. this to Sean, and I thought you were about to just steal the words right out of my mouth. Um, was this is both very Melbourne and very unlike Melbourne because uh, throwing away an easy win, uh, very Melbourne, uh, but, you know, getting it done in the end, very unlike Melbourne. I mean, I think I think the thing that, that is still the old Melbourne is the fact that Daisy Pierce saved the game about eight times in the last quarter, just like smothered <laughs> balls, put like half a, like dived for a footy to get half a fingernail to tap it out into space, like just was huge in the last quarter when her team needed her to, to lift. Like it wasn't that, that typical Daisy performance where she was getting like 20 touches and running all over the place. It was just like gritty, no, fuck you, we're going to win kind of football. And I mean, Melbourne still have the best haircut in the footy world in uh, Karen Paxman. She's got to be a lock for all Australian already, I reckon. Just put that away. It means she's made it every single year since the AFLW started. I think mm. it's either her and her and oh, I want to say Carney, and again, Gemma will correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's those two have been in the All Australian every year since their their league's inception. Yeah. Um, and Paxman would be easily staring down another another Guernsey in that. Yep, and surprise, hopefully- surprise that Luckins hasn't been every year. Did she have a year last year, or that year where you guys hemorrhaged goals, where someone else got picked ahead of her? Possibly, I don't know. Let's not let's not dwell on the past, Tom. Let's just dwell on that she right now is the goat. <laughs> and after a huge game Saturday afternoon, Sunday started with a massacre and a massacre that no one really saw coming, uh, and. Maybe one of the biggest piece of shit moves in How Good's Footy history. Yeah, that's big because there's been some big ones. And a lot of them ah. have been from that mustachioed, smiling motherfucker down there, Thomas Reed. Did you tell your dad not to listen this week? No, I didn't. He'll, he'll you listen. Tell him, so. tell him if he doesn't want to hear his son be called a fucking traitorous cunt. <laughs> boys, boys, I just want to... This this doesn't check out. I'm sorry, but you you've got oh. to have a go at me because uh, during last week's episode, I apparently made some claim that um, not apparently. There's nothing Adelaide, apparent about it, Tom. I made a claim last week that Adelaide might win because Freo were tired after playing in torrid conditions, and that's fair. I did say that. However, I'm also ninety yep. percent sure that I talked my way around to Freo again. And when it came to the tips and I entered my tips, I tipped Freya. And I... you boys both tipped. Can't. You're a cunt, So Tom. here's my question. You're a cunt. Here's no, my you question. Let it, you let us down an alleyway and then you bashed us. Why the fuck did you listen to me on that one? Did you also tip Geelong on Friday night against uh, the Bulldogs? Not. No, because we tipped winners. Because I said, if you, I, and I, I remember this. I remember saying this in the episode. Geelong could only win that if you were there, Tom. And you weren't there. So why would I tip them? And Tom. Sure, we could, I couldn't go. <laughs> yeah, so you weren't there though, were you? <laughs> But also, but also, you better hope we get crowds back. You're not going to win a game. Why, why, <laughs> why did you listen to me on this one? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'll never do it again. Nah, don't. Fuck you, both idiots. Although, look. To be fair, I, I I copped some karma. I think you both got a decent score in your tipping. Uh, I think I got three. 
So um, Freo mm-hmm. was the first tip I got right for the whole weekend. Oh, Jesus Christ, Tom. So look, uh, maybe that's that's my karma and I'll cop it. And um, Adelaide, you're a... Uh, see you, bye. Bye, Adelaide. See you later. Nice to know you. Oh, sorry. One Tom. more thing before we move on from this game. No, Tom, just before we quit, because one thing that's a bit different and one thing that you're not acknowledging... I don't know, look, we've said this at the top of the episode, but I don't know if it's going to become apparent when you're listening back, but God, my internet sucks shit tonight, so there's going to be a lot of just silence from me. Anyway, (laughs) the difference between this game and a normal tipping situation, Tom, was we put in our tips, and you were like, nah, nah, you're wrong, turn it around, and then you argued with us. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm tipping this, and we were like, oh yeah, let's support Tom. You turned us around on our own tips, and then you were like, but I don't believe my own shit, so I'm going to tip Freo. No, because you know what? I thought about it, and then I know that some people who go for Adelaide are annoying, so I tip Freo. <laughs> Tom, mate, just apologise and move on. No, I'm not going to apologise. <laughs> I'm going to take off my glasses. <laughs> Fucking fucked. hell. That's fucked. Um, but I'm going to talk about the fact that the reason Freo keep winning is Kiara Bowers, 23 touches, 13 tackles. No fucking worries. Yeah. yeah. She's the best. She's the best. She's, she's the best player in the fucked. car. It's fucked. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's insane. It's like uh, I think I sent the stat to you boys. Here it is. So um, there was a stat about having uh, ten tackles in an AFLW game, and Kiara Bowers has done it fifteen times, mm-hmm. and Ebony Marinoff has done it fourteen. Bearing in mind that Marinoff had basically a year on Bowers because of an injury to Bowers that I think. Meant she didn't play in the inaugural season. Again, mm-hmm. could be wrong. Happy to be corrected by any Freo fans. Mm-hmm. But um, that's fucked. She's a machine. She's the best. So, Tom, next game. Yes. And I just want to double check something with you. So, you say you never yep. tip Collingwood, yet you got three right this week. And yep. in the, you got the Freo tip right, and you got three right, and you didn't yep. get a game right until Sunday, because you always tip with who you want to win, not who you think's going to yep. win. And you've Correct. clearly tipped Collingwood because they won. So I just want some clarification yep. on that. So Collingwood beat I Richmond. I tipped Collingwood. Yeah. Oh. But, you, but you never, tip, but you never Collingwood. tipped Collingwood. Explain. Hey, boys, boys, just just hang on, hang on. Who did you both tip? Tom. That, that's Neither not the question, Tom. Never no, 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 no. Who did you both tip? Tom. Collingwood. Why are you trying to mislead? Yeah, great. Yeah, I tipped yeah. Collingwood too. I tipped Collingwood too. Yeah, except, yeah. hang on. How many of us have gone on record saying we never tip Collingwood? Mm, I don't not tip me. Collingwood at the men's comp. Oh, oh. oh so- <laughs> backpedal read. Oh, they're basically yeah. two different clubs, effectively, because one's full of big assholes and one's not full of assholes. Are you recording fact, this app on your bike, mate? Because you're fucking backpedaling a mile. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Look, I, I don't. I, I look. I, I love it if Richmond didn't win a game for the whole season. So I tip what I wanted to happen, which was a winless Richmond forever. I look. I understand. Sometimes you got to tip Collingwood. I've just that's why I've never been like I will never tip Co- Collingwood because I know that that would be a lie. But Tom, you've had no issue saying that. Collingwood men, you didn't hear me under my breath. <laughs> Where's your integrity gone, Thomas? F- fuck off! I've got heaps of integrity. Yeah. Uh, and also, just a quick update on, again on the other Hosking. Uh, so Sarah, fifteen touches, did really well. Ooh-hoo-hoo. Something exciting is happening. Next weekend, though, we'll get to that. But, um, yeah. yeah, Collingwood absolutely dominated. Like, when it comes to individual um, performances, Collingwood's players just flattened Richmond's. 
was all happening. It's one of those things where Richmond weren't terrible. They just didn't capitalize and Collingwood did. Yeah, and that's, that's fair. That's really it. And then I think Richmond now, has got some cheeky stuff happening in the last quarter, yeah? Just to sort of yeah. make the score look a little better. Well, I mean, they kept yeah. Collingwood completely scoreless in the last quarter, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Katie Brennan yeah, like- went on the ball. Oh, there you go. Maybe she yeah. doesn't. No, she needs to play forward. Yeah. Now, Monday night in the world's most rescheduled game. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing, too, we didn't, we're not talking about is the games that we're talking about weren't necessarily the games that were supposed to be oh, no. happening. So Brisbane was supposed to play Collingwood in another battle of two undefeated sides, and West Coast was supposed to play, was it? Somebody? Richmond. I don't know. Giant? Richmond? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, and then obviously some COVID came and fucked all those plans up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um every time you listen to our tips, make sure you're refreshing your own tips like Thursday because chances are the games have changed entirely. Well, this game wasn't happening until like Saturday. Like Yeah. I remember Friday night your game still was postponed, Sean. Yeah, I mean yeah. At, at one point. I think it was just a typo in the app, but it was like showing up as like Sunday <laughs> 3 a.m. or something. And all the yep. players were like tweeting, yep, love an early start, stuff like that. So <laughs> the fact that it happened at all, pretty good. Um, but it did finally happen at 5.15 up in Brisbane. Um, yep, Monday you know, afternoon. No, there was, yeah, there was no crowds, but it actually sounded all right on the TV just because they're doing that thing where like they're letting the uh, some of the players' families Sort of stand behind the gate and watch it. Yeah. So it was pretty. It was pretty rowdy. There's a good crowd in, really. Yeah. People were um, loving it. Well, do you know who else is loving it, Sean? The Brisbane mm. Lions Football Club because they went fucking ape shit in the third quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was fucking crazy. At Reminiscent half-time. of. Um, do you remember in the men's a couple seasons back? It was when I was in. I was in New Zealand. Yeah. And they came out against St Kilda in the third quarter and kicked like nine goals. Yes. It was like that. It just exploded. Yeah. Or like that. Uh, yeah. That quarter, the first quarter against Port Adelaide, where Brisbane kicked, I think, nine or ten goals because Port Adelaide, all they wanted to do was fight Lockie Neal. Yeah. Yeah. Good good coaching from fuckhead Hingley there. Um, <laughs> no, but this, this was very good. It was basically a really good third quarter and then a little bit of a frustrating fourth quarter where they dominated but didn't really sink the boots in enough. I know we won by like 40 points, so I should 45 be extremely points. happy. But, Mate, um, but yeah. you're 45. But could you're have been right. Better. Your percentage it could have been a lot did- worse because fucking hell, that that first quarter, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I think it was at one point. This this can't be right, but I think it was like thirteen clearances to zero. Jesus, at one point. Yep. And it was like were, a, West Coast had like eleven inside fifties. Like Luckins, Luckins, Campbell, Conan, they were just copping it. Absolutely, they stood up. There's a few misses here and there from West Coast. They just didn't take their chances. It could have been a different game. Yeah. I still think Brisbane would have won because I think Brisbane's quite a bit better than West Coast. But they they really went for it in the first quarter. Yeah. So Brisbane well, it was, did well it was a, to, to stand up. It was a point the difference at halftime, Sean. And then basically from that point on, West Coast kicked two points and you piled on seven goals four. Yeah. <laughs> I was it was it was a good it was impressive. Like I think Starcevich would have been happy with the effort because he'll say to them now, um, basically the whole first quarter things did not go our way at all. So he's like, you proved that you can kind of stand up to it, I and mean, it's going to be a lot different against a, a Fremantle or you know or a Melbourne yeah. or a, 
or an Adelaide. But would but, you? Um, here's yeah. the thing: it, sometimes you get sucked into playing like to that opposition. Like if you're playing a Collingwood or a Freo who are undefeated, you're not going to yeah. go in maybe switched off as you might against a West Coast, say. Yeah, and this probably maybe comes back to you know that thing I told you last week how they were dancing around in the rooms at the start before the Gold Coast game and Starfish yeah. was trying to calm them down and they were like, yeah. ah, whatever, coach. Maybe it is a bit of that. Maybe it's just like, all right, steady on. Because I think mm. statistically, Joel, I think you tweeted, retweeted um, Swamp's tweet about yes. Brisbane's percentage in the second half of games is fucking off the charts. <laughs> it's like so 1,500. really second half performance. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. It's absolutely uh, insane. So, Tom, I don't know if you actually looked at this, and listeners, I'm not sure if you've seen this, but in the first three rounds of AFLW, Brisbane have conceded six points against them uh, after halftime. That is crazy. That is that fucked. That is wild. Yeah. That is wild. And again, there's people saying, just, oh, wait till yeah, they face a real yeah. team. But they were supposed to this week. You know, yeah. it's not Brisbane's fault. They can only play the opposition that is given to them. Well, that's true. You, you can only play who you're up against. And yeah. like Rich, Richmond, I think, are better than they were last year. And they had a crack for stages of the, of the round one game. Gold Coast... Gold Coast were never really in it, I think. But um, yeah, West Coast came out and had a crack. Yeah. They're definitely better than they were last year. They'll they'll yeah. get a win yeah. soon, I think. Um, um, you know, they probably need to play a Richmond or someone else, sort of down down on their level. But fucking hell, hey, how good was Smith? So she was delisted oh, by the Suns last year. Huge, and she started the year to awesome. She's just doing like a ruck forward combination with Hickey. And they're fucking playing so well. And they're both like 20 years old as well. That's the great thing. You look across Brisbane's team and there's so many of these players who are like 20 years old. It's really exciting. They've still got that mix of um, experience, obviously. Mainly yeah. in the back line and the midfield. They're fucking doing really well. But, geez. Yeah. Um, Hodder played in the midfield. That was awesome. That's that's probably where... Oh. Uh, part of me was a little sad because I love her creativity in the forward line. And there's always yeah. something happening. But she was making stuff happen in the middle. And that was good too. Like after that first quarter when they're under the pump, the clearance is getting smashed. It was sort of like Hodder and Dawes, like the young girls on the team who were really like putting the effort in and lifting the team back into it, I thought. And Conway, she's just good every week. Bates was a bit quieter but sort of had a big last quarter to sort of even out and end up kicking a goal. And um, Davidson kicked a fucking awesome goal. Oh, yeah, that was (laughs) fucked. That was huge. Yeah. Wardlaw had one of those sort of almost games where she yeah. just she was getting hands to the ball but not taking all the marks and not quite getting everything done. But I she think was also a little unlucky. There was a few yeah. like dropped marks that weren't entirely her fault. Like were either the difficulty was like through the roof or they dropped a bit short or went over her head. Yeah. 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 Um all the right wire. She's gonna, gonna kill, kill you, Sean. She is because I so I was riding the bike while yeah. watching the game. And I reckon I nearly destroyed the belt on the bike just from how fast <laughs> I was pedaling. She had three running shots at goal and missed two of them missed narrowly, and she should have got them. And I nearly died. I was like basically yeah. out of my seat on the bike while pedaling, <laughs> and they just missed. And I was like, "Oh man, it's going to happen soon." But when it's, I just got this feeling when it happens, it's just going to start flooding goals. Oh, I, and bloody um, Bodie continues to impress. I think Brisbane have three players inside the top five in the in the leading goal kicker. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. We've got weapons. Because was, that was the thing that, you know, Joel, you and I talked to Gemma about in, yep. our, in the, our first step. Mm. And we were just like, well, where are they going to kick the goals? Where are they going to yeah. find the goals? Is it going to be Bushner? Everywhere. Bushner can't even get a game because they're all playing yeah. so well. So, it's great. It's good to see. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with how it's going. I'm looking forward to playing like Adelaide 
well, yeah, we'll get to the games, but I'm looking forward to playing better teams. Yeah. Um, litmus test, if you will. Yeah, and just a quick update. So, yeah, the, the Swamp tweet was Brisbane in the 2021 AFL ladder, AFLW ladder so far. For the first halves, they have 64 points for and 28 points against with a percentage of 228. And in second halves, they have 107 points for and six points against with a percentage of 1,783. <laughs> it's insane. That's <laughs> fucked. I mean, you're Jesus. Uh, after three games, your percentage is still five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you haven't even incredible. played us yet, Sean. Like, <laughs> come on, Tom. Don't be like that. Support your girls. Yeah. Come on, mate. Lift. I'm supporting. Uh, I am. I'm supporting all. The- I'm supporting Sean's girls as well. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> so, should we take a look at uh, next round? Because there's something big happening on uh, Saturday afternoon, provided that uh, there's no f- last-minute fixture rearrangement. Um, yeah, that was a big word that you made up and almost did say. <laughs> <laughs> Rearrangement's a word? It probably it is, but probably not in the context that you used it. <laughs> Shut up, Tom. You sounded like my dad. <laughs> Friday night. Don't worry about my words. Worry about this game, Tom. Because Friday night you're playing Saint Kilda. Yeah, Big. boys. This is this is the week. This is the week. I feel like out of all the teams we've played so far, mm-hmm. Saint Kilda are on our level. If that makes sense, like they're new, they're still developing. This is our chance to build on the performance of the last two weeks, uh, and you know, yeah, go hard. So I am expecting, I'm expecting a win. I think we'll lift. I reckon it'll be tight though, but I'm I'm anticipating goals in quarters. That's that's the that's the dream, boys, and that's what's going to happen. Yeah, and hopefully that's I might be there eating an Milo ice cream, depending on restrictions. Well, yes, yeah. fingers crossed. Or it's a at sausage Moorabbin. sizzle, a sausage from the sizzle across the street outside of the ground. Well, it's at Morabin, so of- oh, it's Morabin. Hey. Sorry, I yeah. thought it was at Cat yeah. Park. Still, no, 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 no. no, no. Oh, well, Marabin, they'll probably pull out all the stops. They'll have all sorts of options. Yeah, I'm excited. It's uh, sure, sure to be a big game. And look, uh, for me. no, no, no. Yeah, who are you picking? Oh, Saint you're Saint both a pack of cunts. Yeah, yeah. No. fuck you both. Well, no, oh, we're up front, Tom. We're up front about it. Mm. No, see, okay, but if I now try to convince you to tip Geelong, you're not going to change your tip. No, I might. <laughs> you have right, to persuade Sean? me, Sean. What reason? We've been this close each week. This is this is the chance. We're up against a team that is at a similar level to us, yeah. and we're playing good footy. Tom, I love you, mate, but I can't I can't tip against Kate McCarthy. Not after she did such a stellar job in the commentary of the Brisbane game. Haven't you heard she's defecting mid game? <laughs> I'll welcome her back. TCs don't exist. No, she's back. <laughs> she's joining Geelong mid game. Oh, well, fuck that then. Um. Yeah. Saint Kilda for me. Uh, and now, this is the game that is going to be enormous because Saturday afternoon, Carlton play Richmond at Icon Park, and this is Hosking v Hosking. And it's fucking unbelievable. Boys, it started already this oh. week where Sarah put Jess's accreditation and mouth guard in a block of ice. Yep. And she can't get him out. She's literally <laughs> holding the cord of the accreditation and there's just a giant solid cylinder of ice wrapped around the accreditation and her mouth guard. Yeah, it's too fast. <laughs> it's Tuesday, yeah. boys. What's going to happen? They're going to rock up to play on Saturday 
in like thongs because they're both throwing their boots on power lines. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's dangerous having those two still living together. As sh- like from that Instagram video, it makes it seem like that uh, they are still living together. Dangerous. What kind mm-hmm. of shenanigans are going to happen? Yeah. Um, and it was an Instagram post, so you can look at the video of Sarah pranking Jess. Taylor Harris threatens to put a shit in someone's bag in the comments. It's all happening. Jesus. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that heaps. I'm on board with that. I would love this game to devolve into a prank war. Like they go out there, someone takes a mark and they then go to kick the booty footy and they can't get it off their hands because it's glued on. Like full wily e. Coyote shit. That's what yeah, I yeah. want from this game. Well, I'm interested to see because like the Hoskings are like they're pretty tough. Like, so I wonder if Carlton is just gonna target Sarah, but not in like a mean way, just like rough her up in the same way we'd rough up a friend. It's it's going to be like when Joel Selwood and Scott Selwood played on opposing sides and just used to clean one another up at every stoppage. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, because they would, they'll both be playing in the midfield, I think. What if it's like old habits, though, and they just pass to each other? Oof. Well, what if it's this? The this game's got huge. This has got huge potential of someone betraying their own team mid-game <laughs> for love. And um, why is it Sarah? um yeah i'm tipping carlton um i think carlton will win but i just hope it's a really exciting game carlton for me uh yeah look navy blues yeah it would have been amazing if you tipped richmond going against something you said 15 minutes ago I wasn't going to. Yeah, you you hesitated there was a very long pause yeah anyway checking your tips pal (laughs) <laughs> All right, check him. Check him. It's not uh, like you can't change him a minute before the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Next game, Freo take on the Suns. Fremantle by this is going to be a percentage yeah. booster. Freo, Freo, yeah. Freo. Uh, Bowers is going to have the same number of tackles as possessions. Whoa, forty. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to run out of players to tackle and start tackling the like <laughs> staff. <laughs> then Saturday nights, North Melbourne take on Collingwood. This could be enormous as well. If it's a Marvel teams- Stadium too, which yeah. Ooh, means yeah. they're hoping they can get a crowd, I reckon. North uh, North. Yeah, North. Boys, friend of the show, Gemma, put up a stat today, which is that North Melbourne have never lost two games in a row, mm-hmm. and Collingwood have never won four in a row. Yeah, and that will continue when North Melbourne So that will continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good Correct. stat. Sunday at Hickey Park, top of the ladder Brisbane play against disgrace of the AFLW Adelaide. Who's going to win? Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the mini gabatoire. Yeah, I love it. I'm loving Hickey Park, Brisbane yeah, for me. Brisbane. Yeah, I, I think. Look, I, I don't think Adelaide will be as shell shocked as they were against Freo. No, like I expect they'll be fired up, but I don't think they'll be able to get past. The wall in the back line and the uh, super-powered forward line. Yeah. And the midfield. Fuck. Brisbane have stars on every line. It's great. Yeah. It's good. It's- what a time to be alive. Um, mm. I think Oliver O'Dwyer is going to kick two goals this week. Whoa. Yeah. That's big. Um, Can you survive geez, two heart I- attacks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially if they're that, I that close together. You'll be fine. Yeah. What a way to yeah. go. <clears throat> uh, then. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Western Bulldogs take on Melbourne. Melbourne, for Melbourne. Me. Yeah, Melbourne. 
And I hate to be insensitive, but uh, the round kind of ends with a bit of a who cares cup because Giants take on Eagles. Giants. Yeah, I think the Giants again. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon Giants as well. Is it? There was a bit of an interesting thing this week. So for the Giants Gold Coast game, uh, it was the Giants' first home game because they've been playing all over the place because of COVID stuff in Mm -hmm. Sydney. And they'd said to their fans, they'd put together basically like a, a commemorative poster for Jacinda Barclay to be given out to play like fans at the game because it would be the Giants' first home game. They wanted everybody to wear, you know, merchandise with her old number on and all this kind of stuff. And then at the last minute, the posters weren't given out. And I saw an exchange on Twitter between a Giants fan and the Giants' official Twitter, which was like, hey, guys, uh, just wondering if we're going to be able to get the posters this week because we... They didn't get given out last week. And the Giants responded with that uh, the AFL at the last, despite the wording from the Giants Twitter was very interesting, but it was basically like, um, despite approving it earlier in the week, the AFL decided at the last minute that we weren't able to hand out the posters. Take it up with them for this week. So not we're going to hopefully have them this week, but just uh, go tell Gil, tell Gil the Giants sent you. That is fucking interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know whether it's a COVID thing, they didn't, but, but again, they give out their coffees and you get given heaps of stuff. So I don't see why, yeah. it, whether it's a, an official merch thing. I don't know, but- It was it, weird, whatever it, it was. Yeah. To, complete, to be completely honest. And I'm glad that the Giants aren't fucking around. I like yep. that the Giants' social media doesn't fuck around. They they were very vocal about the, uh, the VFL- Yes. Uh, being the name for the Eastern Conference of Football, basically. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, but anyway, enough of that. Joel, have we got any emails? Tom, we've got heaps. we got so many emails. We've got so many emails that uh, unfortunately we're going to have a time to read all of them. But I will just say thank you to everyone who emailed us about Eddie Maguire stepping down. Uh, like I said at the top of the episode, fuck him. He's a cunt. Uh, we've got an email from Yoav, a uh, resident Adelaide supporter. Uh, the subject of the email just says, show some respect. And then I can just see the message preview says, boys, you've got to start showing some respect. Uh, but that was before Adelaide lost by like 40 points. So I think the amount of respect that we've given is probably spot on. Thanks for your email, uh, Yoav. It's probably not worth me opening. 
Uh, <laughs> next email, and this is an interesting one. Uh, this is from Jacob. Gentlemen of the long punted Sharon Appreciation Society. Good. It's currently a rainy old Saturday morning here in Sydney, and I'm more torn than the curtains around Geelong's firmly closed premiership window. My cricket team, up the Colts, are just two wins out of the top four. And we need to win today to stay in the hunt for finals contention. But for the first time in what feels like more than a century, I can see the Giants play footy live. And there's no way, as there's no way we're playing today with the pitch probably being underwater. My question is, should I be a good clubman and sit around until the match gets called off at five o'clock and then have a nudge at Booney's most beers drunk record? Or... Should I drop a, we're not getting on lads to the team, head out to Blacktown and see the girls hopefully get a much needed win over the Suns? As you'll see this later than today, I've decided, I have to decide for myself. But what should I have done? What would you have done? Am I a cross sports TC? Yours in footy and in cricket, Jacob. <laughs> How good's f- H-G-F-A-A-E 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I am... Um- I want to know what he did, but I will say this. Footy trumps cricket. I agree. But are you letting your team down? Never played team sports, really, Sean. So I it sounded like I was it was going to rain all day. Glory. If it was going to yeah, rain all day, then... It did. It, it did rain all day. Well, there you go, mate. Get out of there. Go to the footy. Jacob, I hope you enjoyed the win, mate. And I hope that you celebrated the win by having a crack at Booney's record anyway. Let us know. <laughs> Next email, and this is an interesting one. Subject, request for bail. This is from uh, someone, a name that I haven't heard in a very long time. Baz. (laughs) Baz, I knew a guy like that, but he's in footy jail. To the most forgiving and fair and handsome and potentially bald judges of footydom. (laughs) Get me out of here. I can't share a cell with Eddie. Please let me out of footy prison. I've conceded that most of your problems with Richmond's management affair, and I take back my rant about strategic TCing. Supporting the women's team has taken me back 10 years to the days where you had no choice but to be a bullish eternal optimist, and I actually love it. Don't get me wrong, I want the boys to make as much hay as they can while the sun shines, and I'll probably still have my sixth sense for when they're going to have an off week. But there's... But there's been something really great about getting the AFLW game streaming on my phone and looking at the team with one goal at three-quarter time and still being totally invested and having a totally uncompromising belief that they're going to turn it around despite the evidence to the contrary. Please, I've changed. AFLW has reminded me of the battler spirit. Here's hoping a VFLW team next year to get behind as well. So please, I beg of you, don't make me share a cell with that bastard. Sincerely, Baz. Oh, boys. I've got uh, a similar vibe from Baz's email as Morgan Freeman's speech to the parole officers at the end of Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> and we know how that ends. I reckon Baz is out, boys. Well, uh, just in case, we he Baz is prepared for the worst because he's also said, P.S., I'll sharpen my toothbrush just in case. <laughs> <laughs> but, but on the other hand, Eddie's not in footy jail. Eddie's in footy hell. Well, you were trying to put him in footy jail. Yeah, well, he quit, so he's in footy hell now. I thought we put Baz in footy hell. <laughs> no, we put Baz in footy jail. <laughs> okay. Because he was still uh, alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
reckon, oh, look, I don't know. I'm on the fence on this one. Mm. I like him in jail. It makes him appreciate what's in front of him. <laughs> getting around oh, the maybe girls' no, team maybe, now. Maybe he's he's back out, but he's on a he's on parole. The he's on parole. He, he does. He's, <laughs> he's anything very, any probation. Very much on pro- parole. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and any misdemeanors, Baz, and fucking hell, you're going to be appearing before the Howgood's Footy Court once again. <laughs> and you'll go to Howgood's Footy Supermax. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's like a grand final; it's double the sentence. Well, that's the thing. We've got the chair warmed up just in case. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Plug it in. Meet your mate Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and to take us home this week, we got a we got a double email. So that's that's big as is. But it's from a new listener, which is also huge, because at this point, I thought that Howgood's Footy was pretty much impenetrable to anyone who'd never heard the show before. But this email from Andrew proves otherwise. Boys, Howgood's Footy. Real good, I say. Andrew here, new fan of the podcast. After hearing your last episode, round two, your excitement and enthusiasm for AFLW got me fired up for round three. Lockdown kicked in. Uh, which would usually be a bad thing, but it was the perfect time to cancel our plans, so I settled in on the couch to watch North Melbourne take on the Ds. Excited to watch North win a game. Uh, Hang on. (laughs) I was excited to watch North Melbourne win a game this year. The men's team has duck all chance. And fuck (laughs) me if the Ds didn't run rings around us. After 10 years living in Sydney... Going to a match every year to watch Swans men's beat us, except for the semi-final I didn't go to, I fear I've cursed the women's team. Should I keep watching? Clearly my depression from North losing pleases the footy gods. I mean, sure, this is a self-centered wanker's view of my own importance to the team's fortunes, but it helps me sleep at night. Keep up the good work, boys. Andrew, the Kanga's curse. So, Andrew, new listener, big, uh... Don't like the TC nature of not believing that North Melbourne can win a game in the men's, but as a neutral supporter towards them, that's look, it's fair enough. <laughs> he's a realist. He's a realist. That's, a, that's, that's, it's, you know, I mean, we didn't have to go through the year that North Melbourne went through last year. So, yeah, that's I, that'd make a realist out of any of us. Um, um, I, so- I think, though, what he needs to do is hitch his wagon full throttle to the AFLW side because they're fucking guns. Yeah. Um- I had a blip. Let's not forget that that email was sent halfway through the game. Andrew was again new listener to the show, but he's already he's already he's he's welcome because he's gone the double up. Ooh. <laughs> he's, gone, he's followed up straight away. Boys, how good's footy? It's real good. After emailing you at halftime when Melbourne were doing as they please against the Kangas, I was expecting a sixty point drubbing, but the girls showed tremendous shin bonus spirit. Massive second half, almost snatched the win. Couldn't hear the last quarter commentating, as my two girls like to commentate the thoughts and feelings of the football, which mostly involves them yelling, Ouch! Don't kick me! Whee! Anyway, <laughs> keep up the good work, boys. Andrew, Kanga's curse. I love that so much. I, My girlfriend has this thing where she wants players, because you know at the end of the men's comp, they say full credit to the boys. Yep. Yeah. She always is hoping that someone is once just going to say full credit to the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like Andrew's co- daughter's commentary lines up perfectly the idea that we got to think about what the ball's going through as well. I like yeah. it a lot. Um, also, Andrew, one thing that I really love from the emails is you got the loss, which sucks, but 
you you just you were feeling the game. The comeback was almost on, and you were f- well and truly behind it. You didn't get the win, but you were okay with that. And uh, yeah, watching the footy with your girls also good. Big how good's footy uh, energy straight off the bat for a first time emailer and potentially oh, first yeah. time listener. That's huge. <laughs> That's huge. That's yeah. Big 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 power moves right there. And Tom. If anyone wants to email us, where can they find us? Yeah, if you want to email us with your best thoughts on how we should pay our respects to the ball, uh, you can send <laughs> us an email at howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at howgoodsfooty or individually, I'm at Awkward Trade. I'm at Carney from 55. And I'm at Douche13. And if this episode's a bit fucked, it's because of my internet and my internet alone and I apologize. <laughs> Hopefully next week, we'll be reunited in person. Whew. Oh. Go cats! Can't Come wait. on, Tom! Fire up! Tom, Let's do it! Fire up! Milo ice cream, baby! <laughs> Don't know if you get those at Moorabbin, mate. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.